continue the conversation we were having with WirePoint's President Ted Dabrowski about uh, municipal pensions and how the review they did of 175 cities across the state, excluding Chicago, over the past 16 years. Pension funds are getting worse, uh, and they're uh, having uh, larger and larger unfunded liabilities and increased costs. Uh, and it uh, looks like you went from seven who got a failing grade, according to wire points back in 2003, to 102 of these municipalities getting a failing grade in 2019, 16 years later. How's Springfield looking? Well, uh, as I mentioned before, uh, in covering the Springfield City Council now for years, Alderman Joe McMiniman uh, was one of those who 10 years ago even uh, was raising the alarm about the pension costs and how we have to address the the unfunded liability how we have to address the rate of return, because if we don't get the rate of return, if we don't peg that number, it'll ultimately cost taxpayers to make up the difference. I mean, these are the minutiae type things that really do make a difference when it comes to pensions. So uh, joining us to react a bit to where Springfield's at with its public safety pensions, uh, Alderman Joe McMenamin, thanks for taking time with us this morning on the WMAY Morning News Feed. Thanks a lot, Greg. And you're right, it's been a focus of my attention uh, for 10 years when I uh, saw the budget uh, 10 years ago for the city, and I saw the uh, underfunding and basing our expected contribution to the pensions based on basically fictitious expected rates of return of our invested funds. I said, nope, I'm not going along with that. So I voted no on that budget, and um, I voted no on every budget since then. That's 10 budgets in a row. And in the meanwhile, the uh, the pension debt for our police and fire pension funds has doubled from 200 million to 400 million. And as you explained uh, earlier in the show, uh, including when you're interviewing Ted Dabrowski, who I respect, uh, uh, what happens is when you have that much debt, it's just like a mortgage. If your mortgage goes up, your monthly obligation payment grows. And that's what happens with this pension debt. The the pensions take up an increasing percentage of the budget, which leaves less money for police, fire, infrastructure. And uh, in the meanwhile, you keep raising taxes. I think we raised the sales tax in Springfield how many times with Davlin twice and uh, I think two or three times since then. So um, it's a vicious cycle. And uh, we got to take uh, appropriate steps. Now, municipalities can only do so much, like raise taxes and put more money into these funds. Uh, and uh, from all indication is there's a lot of state mandates that come down uh, and ultimately tie uh, cities' hands. So what can be done, and how do we, how do we cut through the, the political noise in all of this? Well, there's, there are steps that can be done. One thing that can be done, but it's difficult to do, Greg, is um, hold the line on current pay levels, on current pay levels, uh, because the uh, retirement pay that someone gets at, at the time of retirement, their last paycheck oftentimes determines, uh, always determines um, what their pension uh, payout will, will become. Um, for police and fire, they get paid, their pension is based on their pay rate on their last day of employment. It's very unusual. Uh, that's an example of a legislative fix that ha- needs to take place. It should be your pension um, formula will be based on, let's say, the average of, the, of your last uh, 24 months or 36 months or 48 months. I think the teachers is at 36 months. For the military, U.S. military, it's uh, 36 months. So that's a legislative change. 
And then we need legislators that won't be uh, so obligated to the political contributions they receive. And that's, you know, a huge problem, Greg. Um, when I uh, got on the city council, Greg, there were no, there were no um, retirees from police and fire that had a pension of over uh, 100000 well, um, and when I ran for alderman 10 years ago, I said, you know who the first one is going to be to get over 100000 It'll be Police Chief Ralph Caldwell. And I put this in my literature. I said it was a mistake for Mayor Davlin to give discretionary pay raises towards the end of that chief's career. It was a 4%, 4%, 4%, something like that. Those were discretionary, you know, uh, because he was a non-union personnel. That police chief, Ralph Caldwell, is the first one that got over $100,000 a year in pension, um, annual pension payout. He's now at $126,000 per year. You know, think about that. And then it goes up 3% every year. It's just a, a huge obligation for the taxpayers. Um, to give you the numbers, we've got four police now. I won't give you the names of them that make over 100000 per year. And we've got 11 firefighters that uh, make over 100, that retired firefighters that make over $100,000 per year. So you can just stretch that out. Um, it just it just grows and grows. And uh, we've got other. Um, I looked at the. Uh, there's a group called the uh, Illinois Taxpayers Federation, uh, Taxpayers United of Illinois, Taxpayers United of Illinois. I uh, saw they made a list of the Springfield and Sagamon County government retirees with the highest uh, pensions out there, and. Um, this one will just blow you away. You'll probably never heard of this guy. <laughs> um, his name is Robert, and I'm not. I'll just give his name because I, I think he's been retired for a while. Robert Elvey of the Sangamon County Water Reclamation District. His current annual pension, according to um, the um, Taxpayers United of America out of uh, Randolph Street in Chicago, his annual pension is $159,000 per year, and it grows again uh, like the others now. One, one, another thing we can do, Greg, is tax that retirement income at those levels for in, state income tax. For state income tax, uh, you, you know, you got the, the guy flipping the burgers at McDonald's. He's maybe making fifteen to twenty thousand dollars a year. He's paying state income tax on that current wages. But then you got these very high-level retirees with this with this pension income, and they pay no state of Illinois income tax. It's a gross unfairness, injustice. And I really resent um, Governor Pritzker. I was very mindful when he ran for office. There were some other good candidates out there in the primary on the Democrat side. And some of the other candidates for governor were saying, yeah, we've got to find some way to tax that retirement income and then use some of that to take care of our pension obligations. But Pritzker, he put out at least three flyers saying, uh, I will never tax your retirement income. You know, vote for me. I will never tax your retirement income. It's just the, the wrong um, example of leadership, and, um, but uh, we fell for it as the as a, as a, as a state of Illinois. Alderman Joe McMiniman with us here on the WMAY Morning News Feed. 747 now. I'm Greg Bishop. And Alderman, other city business definitely want to get to. Uh, the mayor vetoed that measure that capped his spending authority at $10,000, down from $50,000. What do you see happening here? Because it only passed with six. It would need seven to override. Yeah, I think that's an overreaction to maybe uh, some a couple of mistakes um, the mayor made on some spending. But when you look at his six-year record, during the six years he's been mayor, I counted them up. I think there's been 900 small contracts uh, of less than 50000 And uh, only 
three of them became problems from the city council's point of view. So three out of 900, and you want to punish not just the mayor, but the other directors, the police uh, chief, the fire chief, economic development director, uh, uh, Scott Dahl at the uh, convention and bureau. That's called group punishment because you're, you're upset with the mayor. You punish all those directors that have that spending authority. It's, it's just not right. And the one exception we made was for, for the ordinance that did pass, Hanauer's ordinance, we said, well, we're going to limit all those directors except City Water, Light, and Power. Now, think about this. At City Water, Light, and Power, it was the mayor, Langfelder, who as soon as he came into office, he renegotiated the coal contract twice. He refinanced uh, roughly $500 million of debt to a lower interest rate and a, a longer maturity. He's, he's saving us uh, in cash flow. Uh, a very significant amount of money, $16 million, $16 million a year. And then they want to punish the mayor after doing all those big good things. They want to punish the mayor because he gave, I think it was a $30,000 contract to an expert on homelessness. They were upset about that one. And they, and then the uh, NAACP, which was an after-school program where the facility needed some uh, infrastructure repairs in the building. And they're all upset about that one. I kind of, I think the mayor did make a mistake of process on that one. But I think it's, it's group punishment and uh, overreaction and trying to make the mayor look bad. I think you've got to look at the big picture. And, uh, and the mayor's tried to do some thing, uh, made some efforts on the pensions, by the way. You know, he said when, we, when our city reserves gets to a high enough level, we should scrape away some of that excess reserves and put it into the pensions. Guess who fight, fights against that? Ralph Hanauer, Chuck Redpath. I'm going to name, name a couple of names. So, you know, on the big stuff, sometimes they're wrong, and then they go, go after the small spending stuff as if that's where uh the fix should be so that's my take greg springfield alderman joe mcminniman with us here on the wmay morning news feed uh there's all kinds of other stuff happening at the city council uh and including uh the conversation about a sports complex uh, i imagine that's going to be uh, the focus moving forward in the, in the weeks ahead uh what's the latest on that we have a developer's agreement that's clear and uh it looks like there's a lot of support just need to get uh, the right pieces in place yeah, Greg, there is a lot of support because I think a big sports complex is a good idea. It's popular, and there are all these independent leagues and tournaments, and, and so uh, let's try to do that in Springfield. My problem with it is I don't think it's a good idea for city government to get so entangled with that and to devote so much in terms of tax incentives and tax breaks to do it. I think that should be private uh, enterprise. The private sector should take the lead on that, or maybe the park district or the, the schools, but not city government. You know, we've got our pension obligations. We've got, if we're going to raise, and if we're going to raise revenue for certain priorities, how about our neighborhoods? Uh, I think you make livable spaces, and the jobs will come. I think the focus should be our neighborhoods, infrastructure in our neighborhoods. Probably 40% of our neighborhoods in Springfield are at the tipping point. I'd like to see matching funds for homeowners that. Um, are stretched that, that need a new roof, have matching funds, 50-50, new siding, new plumbing, new electrical, put money into our neighborhoods. Um, that sports complex, it'll be good for our uh, restaurant sector and our motel sector, Which, but in good times, they're healthy anyways. Um, it'll be good for uh, the, uh, you know, where Shields is at, Legacy Point and the developers out there, but they gotta, they should live on their own merits and not be so dependent on government so that's my attitude about that and my point of view and that's how i looks like i'll vote i don't like the idea greg of 
one-fourth of our hotel motel tax, which is for tourism, will now go to that sports complex under the proposal as it's coming to the city of Springfield for the vote. I think that's a way overcommitment. One-fourth of all the hotel motel tax goes to that one project out there. You know, we need to put some of that money into downtown and to the state fair and to the, uh, all the tourism activity that is our mainstay and is our strength already. Springfield Alderman Joe McMiniman, I was going to ask you about video gaming, but uh, we'll have to save that for right, another time. Yeah, uh, so greatly appreciate you taking it uh, with us here this morning on the WMAY Morning News Feed, and we'll talk again soon, all right? Thanks always, Greg.